Hi, and welcome to Wellness with Lana. I'm Lana, your realistic wellness bestie, here to discuss everything from nutrition and fitness to mental health and fun. Join me every weekend for an episode that's entertaining, educational, and can help you become the best version of yourself. Hello and welcome back. I'm so happy that you decided to tune in to today's episode. Today is a bit of a special episode because it is my birthday episode, which is why it's a day late because on the day that I post it, I'm turning 18. I'm legally an adult. Yeah, so it's it's a lot um, and I'm just very grateful and blessed to be able to celebrate with my family and friends. Um, because I know that in a lot of places in the world, um, due to, you know, the hurricane um, down south and, you know, unrest in Europe, a lot of families are right now being torn apart and it's increasingly difficult to meet with family and friends. But I'm so grateful that, I'm just grateful for my family, my friends, and just being able to celebrate um you know, 18 years and being an adult and whatnot. But anyway, so my high is obviously my birthday. I'm very happy that I'm celebrating it. And then my low is I was sick. Um, I might sound a little bit congested, but I was really sick a couple days ago on Wednesday. Kind of started going under on Tuesday. I felt it. Um, and Wednesday it was horrific. I spent all day in bed, skipped my workout, did, it was just a bad day in general. And then um, Thursday, it was more like, you know, I felt better, but I didn't really push it where I, I just stretched because staying all day in bed kind of does that to your body. And you're like, I was so just sore from just sitting in bed all day because I'm not, I don't think anyone really is used to that. And so I was able to stretch. I was able to kind of start going, like I went back to my classes. So I was just so grateful to have that day off of rest. And I was kind of joking with my brother, but I think it's like actually for real that I never really give my body rest. So literally giving it one day of rest makes my body go from zero to a hundred. And I think just seeing that and seeing that when I'm sick and I really let myself rest and sleep and, you know, watch K-dramas all day or in just like read and chill, then I'm able to bounce back way faster. And so I think I need to start instilling more rest throughout my life, which is a goal that I consistently put on my New Year's resolution and I never end up really doing it because I'm such a busy person. But Anyway, it is kind of a new month-ish, so October just started, so that is something I want to focus on. Um, You know, little things like getting my nails done, you know, doing masks and things like that, that does make me feel good, and I'm trying to do that more. So yeah. Anyway, so it's my birthday. My plan for this, I kind of have a B-Day week, if that makes sense where I obviously can't celebrate my birthday on the same day for, like, family and friends because, like, people's schedules are different. So, um, on my actual birthday on October 2nd, I am just kind of spending a chill day. I have some homework to catch up on and whatnot, but, um, you know, probably after church going to a nice restaurant, um, just with my family and my extended family just celebrating there, um, um, and I'll definitely get my, like, free Starbucks or Caribou. Um, if you live in the Midwest, you know what Caribou is. Um, 
drink, it's pretty much Starbucks. Um, and then if you, and then later on into the week, um, on Friday, I have like kind of a crazier day where I have, I booked my very first like in-person Pilates class. Okay, can't say it's my first. I did do a Pilates class on a reformer. I think it was last summer and I hated it. It did not feel like a workout. It was not challenging. I just didn't like the lady either. She was not high energy. Maybe it's because I was literally like a teenager and I still am and the lady was probably in her 60s. So that energy vibe just didn't work with me. Um, Not that all older people are low energy because I do know like my cycling instructor um, she is, like, in her 50s or 60s, and she's my favorite. She has so much energy. I think it just depends on, like, personality, too, but I did not like it, but I'm not gonna, but I do love Pilates and bar, and I'm trying to get more into that, um, because weightlifting I love, but I'm only doing it, like, two or three days a week because I don't want to stress my body out too much. Um, if you listen to a couple episode, I think, no, I think this was two episodes ago, so on the in September, um, episode 18, I talk about how right now I'm trying to regain my period back. And while I am like weight restored, I don't have a period because I'm, because for a long time I stressed my body out by doing, um, weights six days a week or five to six days a week. And obviously that is not, um, it's just not beneficial necessarily for female bodies or even males. Um, so I decided to stay doing weights, but only do those around two, three days a week. And then, um, you know, three days a week, um, the rest like Pilates and bar. And let me tell you, I always thought that as like a weightlifter, that Pilates would be too easy for me, but my flexibility sucks. And I shake not only because my muscles are tired because the high rep thing really does get to you, but like, I literally need to just be more flexible. I'm about as unflexible as like a brick. Like I literally, I'm just so not flexible because I never worked those kinds of muscles. Um, but that's that. Um, that was like a long tangent, but yes, I'm having my first like Pilates class, like with a different instructor and I'm hoping I really like it. So then maybe I can stay at that like Pilates studio and maybe do a like in-person Pilates class once a week. Um, but other than that, yeah. And then um, I'm having a nice dinner with friends, which will be really nice. And then a couple days after, I am just having a horse lesson. If you don't know, I'm an equestrian. And so I love, well, I, I do them pretty regularly, but I had to take a break because of school and work and whatnot. So I'm happy to be back, especially around my birthday. So yeah. Anyway, let's get into the actual episode. Okay, so obviously I'm only 18, so it's not like I've lived as an adult for um, a hot second, but I have learned lessons. I think the older you get, the more lessons you learn, and obviously now that I'm 18, I thought it would be really fun to do an episode just with the 18 kind of wellness um, lessons, just lessons in general, life, wellness, um, relationship lessons that I've learned. And yeah, obviously I'm not like, this is only from my personal experience. If you talk to anyone else who's like turning 18 or even older than me, they might have different lessons they learned. This is just coming from like my life. Okay, number one, 
your thoughts are your reality. So I think we are all a little bit um, slaves to our thoughts. We're slaves to our minds. We, our minds are so powerful in a sense where we can create whatever we want and we literally believe it. Um, and so for me, and I'm really putting like 100% effort into improving this and I'm seeing improvements are I am, I don't talk to myself nicely. I, I'm just really not nice to myself and I think that's problematic in itself. But, and I touched this on the last episode last week, um, episode 19, where, you know, how I talk to myself is quite horrible and you would be shocked. But then we look back at like what, what we say to ourselves and it's always never good enough. You look at a picture and everyone just sees you looking great, but you only see the flaws. Um, you look in the mirror and you only see the flaws. You see like the three pimples that literally nobody else cares about because everyone else is worried about their own pimples, you know? And so um, your negative self-talk can really create a negative world around you. Um, something I'm really trying to work on, um, and this ties into number two, um, my second lesson, but like I notice I'm a very high stress, very not calm, very... I'll just say, like, very masculine energy person where I'm not, like, super nurturing. I'm not super intuitive and whatnot, like, inflexible. I'm more, like, very rigid and structured. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I do need to, like, I do need to improve on being more flexible, being more nurturing. And I don't know if it's because... You know, I've always kind of been that independent child in our family, but it is something that, you know, I want to improve on is just the way I talk to myself, which in turn will match how I treat others. So my second lesson is be a little kinder to everyone. Kindness really can change someone's day, someone's week, and literally someone's life. Um, you never really understand what someone's going through. I think, I think once I really hit rock bottom in um, some of my mental health issues, if you don't know, I've had anorexia. I had pretty severe anxiety, panic attacks, and OCD. So I definitely know what it's like to be at rock bottom. But I think those experiences showed that, you know, I might have looked literally perfect on the outside. Of course, having an eating disorder made you kind of look a little sickly skinny. But other than that, my grades were always amazing. I was always on top of things. I wasn't, you know, I didn't look, um, even during panic attacks, people wouldn't notice until, like, I started having such bad panic attacks that they would be physical, where, like, I would literally have, like, hives all over me. And I think it's, like, people look at me from the outside and they think my life is perfect and it's completely not. Um, and so whenever you see someone, um, whether it's in the hallways of, you know, your high school or in between your college class or at work or even on the street or in the grocery store, make eye contact with, you know, the cashier. Make eye contact with the barista. Tell them thank you. Ask them how their day was. Like, those very small things can literally change someone's life and, you know, some of those kind words really helped me when I was struggling and it it could help someone so much. You just, it doesn't cost, it doesn't cost anything to be kind. And so I think that's something I try to repeat to myself. Like, I'm not that busy and I never want to be 
that busy. I don't care how, if I'm like billionaire level, like I don't want to be so busy that if I see someone, if I see an elderly person trying to cross the street, like I can't drop my things and help them just for a minute. It takes a couple minutes to help someone else. So I never want to be so busy to the point where I can't just be a normal human being to other people. So being kinder to everyone. Number three is if people care about you, you will know. Um, I think that's something that I really had to learn over the past few years um, because after COVID, I noticed a lot of my friendships died. Um, like that's all I, that's, that's how I have to put it. Like literally my friendships died. Um, not a lot of people were reaching out to me. And if they were, it was only on like Snapchat and Instagram. And I'm sorry if a friend is only reaching to you through Snapchat and Instagram, they're not a real friend. And here's why. Obviously, there's, like, differences, but, like, like I never really text my sister. I Snapchat her, but, like, I see my sister on a, like, daily-ish basis, so it's different. But I think um, real friends will understand when you're going through a tough time. They will be there for you. They won't exclude you. They won't, you won't feel them constantly being jealous of you. They are not scared to speak their mind and tell you if something is bothering them. And they will find a way to put their effort into a relationship. Unfortunately, pretty much all of my relationships that I've had, even up to this point, maybe a couple are opposite. I'm the one that's always having to end up, like, give 100%. I never really had someone um, throughout high school text me if I wanted to hang out. It was generally me planning everything. And I mean, I'm a planner. It's fine. But then when I look back, it's like, do those people even want to hang out with me? Or do they just, like, only hang out when they're asked to be polite? You know what I mean? So I think I learned to find those friends that are willing to reach out. Um, And obviously not all the time. Everyone goes through ups and downs. Um, You know, during COVID, that's different. But, like, after COVID, a lot of people, and before, like, they wouldn't reach out to me. I would always have to be reaching out to them. So it's something that I... I'm just keeping in mind when I'm making future relationships because, you know, if someone will care about you, they'll let you know. Like, they'll at least, you don't need to text every day. That's a little obnoxious. But, like, if you texted once a week, if they once in a while asked if you wanted to hang out or grab a cup of coffee, like, those are the kinds of friends that I want in my life um, and not ones that, like, I'm the only one putting in all the effort, if that makes sense. Number four is people's opinions really don't matter. So I think throughout like my life, I cared so much what other people thought. And this was like over and over and over again. And then I realized I don't like this anymore. And I think COVID helped me and it hurt me where I think COVID let me be more comfortable just being like alone. But at the same time, I was going through a lot of mental struggles. So For me, like, what I learned is people, like, I can kind of dress however I want and say whatever I want and I don't really care. And I think my personality really grew, especially when I started recovering from my eating disorder. I actually had enough energy to, like, figure out what my personality is. Um, And then I decided to admit on my wellness social media account, which was growing at the time, that I had an eating disorder and that I want to get better. And for the first time, I think it, that was the first time I publicly admitted it to the world, pretty much. Um, it was only my family that knew I had problems. And then I, 
I kind of briefly opened up to a couple very close friends um, that, you know, I'm going through therapy, I'm trying to regain my weight. Um, and this was early, early on in the year. This was January, February, um, March. But, you know, I publicly admitted it and I did get a lot of um, hate for that. And some people even from my high school, which I don't really go to, but they would like snicker that like, oh my God, she had an eating disorder. Well, like, yeah, I did, but um, I'm a hundred times better now, you know, things. I mean, I don't like to say thanks to what the eating disorder did to me, but it taught me a lot about me and it taught me it showed me like inner problems so you know I'm better and I'm you know I learned so much through the process and it gave me this empathy that you know I would not you know not that I would recommend it but I wouldn't take that because like it was something I learned from and it's something that now I can show people on social media that it's okay to admit it but what are you going to do to get better and you know my tips for getting better are always the same like eat the food, rest more, like stop exercising like a freak and be honest to yourself. Because I think you can be pretty honest to say, I ate enough, I didn't. You know, I think you can be pretty honest with your therapist or your dietitian or your, you know, parents. You can, you need to be honest throughout the entire recovery process. And that's what it, um, my eating disorder taught me. So yeah, anyway, I just learned not to really care about what people think and it just helped me a lot um, throughout, you know, my life. And obviously you do need to, if someone comes up with a complaint, like, you know, you know, for example, let's pretend you swear a lot. I never swear. I'm actually kind of Christian, but once in a while it slips up. But let's pretend you swear all the time. And someone doesn't like that and they say, hey, Ed, can you like please not swear around me? I don't think you should be like, well, I don't care what you say, you know, I think you should take into what they said into account and maybe around them not do that thing that bothers them you know because you don't want to bother other people as well you did I'm talking about not caring about others opinions in the lens of like they're trying to bring you down for your dreams your goals your social media what you post what you wear um your body all of those things I think you shouldn't care about that but you should care about you know things that could uh, like uh, trigger and impact other people Number five, it's not weeks week to ask and receive help. So I think for pretty much my entire life, I believe that getting help was for the weak people. I was very independent. I was like that third grader. I was in elementary school. I started packing my own backpack and lunch. And I was like, I was misprepared, independent queen. I did that through middle school and I did that through high school. And literally just this past year, I got a therapist. Then I learned, hey, I'm still independent, but I don't need to depend on everyone for like, ev- like I don't need to depend on myself for everything. So I said, hey, mom, would you mind doing giving doing me lunch every day? I commute to my college and she does my lunch every day. And my mom likes to do that. I think because she didn't do that for so long that like for me, for her, it's like, you know, do like packing me lunch when she should have been packing me lunch in like elementary school. But, like, for me, that's a way to drop my independence and ask for help. Therapy, it's a way to drop my independence and ask for help. Um, Even going to, like, professors' offices and asking for help. Like, it's, some people really don't do that. And I, getting help is, like, everyone's there pretty much to help you. So, just, just take the help, okay? 
Number six, your body is for you and not against you. So this is something I learned through the past year to like stop hating on my body. Stop starving the body. Stop overworking the body. Okay. So, you know, throughout this whole couple years of, you know, eating disorder and a lot of over-exercising, which was probably one of the main culprits of the eating disorder, and then gaining, regaining weight back, what I kind of realized throughout this entire process is my body was always for me. When I dropped to a really unhealthy weight in January, um, my lowest and unhealthiest weight, that's when extreme hunger really kicked in. I think my body knew if it didn't eat, it would die. And your body is for you and not against you. So your body was saying, let's shovel some food in me, please. Otherwise, you're going to end up dead. And so, you know, it was very fascinating to see that. Um, And, you know, my body always knew and knows when it needs more protein. And generally, this is like, if I don't really have good protein throughout the day, by dinner time, I want meat. Like, give me some animal protein, please. Um, my body knew when when it needs more carbs. My body knows when it needs calcium. If you don't recall, like, when I was recovering from my eating disorder, I would drink almond milk by the, like, gallon, and I would eat vegan cream cheese, which is made out of almond milk, the Kite Hill one that you can buy from, like, Whole Foods. Yeah, I would eat that by, like, the carton, and both of those have very high-ish calcium contents because I don't eat dairy because I'm very allergic to it, and my bones grew within a couple weeks because my body knew it needed calcium, it ate calcium, and then it grew. So those are all ways to, like, show you that, like, your body's for you, your body knows what it wants, so stop suppressing it, stop, like, not eating when you're hungry, stop you know, overworking it. If you know you're exhausted, don't shove it and say, let's go to the gym. Just take a day off and go the next day when you're more rested. You know, it, it's, it's something very like abstract to talk about, but it's, it's the truth. Number seven, friends come and go, but family stays. This is also something I learned that family is pretty important and I'm very grateful for my family and, um, you know, friends, they do come and go, and it's sad, but it's, it's the truth. It's like friends will never really care. Um, most friends won't ever really care about you because eventually your paths will diverge. Um, there are some lucky people that end up with incredible friends and friend groups, but, you know, most friends don't really care about you, and that's the very hard truth, um, but family will, and family will always be there um, to kind of have your back. Number eight, school and reading and just education in general is a privilege. So many people ask me why I'm so excited to go to school every day and why I read like I'm on drugs. Like I love to read. I love to learn. And when I learn, I get so excited, especially when I start understanding something. And when people come to like high school or college or they even ask me, like, you read? Like, you read outside of school? Well, yeah, I want to read outside of school. It's, like, kind of fun outside of school. And you actually like going to school? Yeah, because so many millions of girls in particular don't get to go to school. 
Back then, we weren't allowed to go to school. So what do you think I'm going to do right now? Go to school because I'm grateful for the opportunity that this world provides for me and I want to learn and be the best I can. You know, that's it's a privilege, not a right. The fact that you're going to your school is a privilege. You don't have to go there. You get to go there. And if you change your mindset, your grades will increase because you will put more effort because you know you are able to go. You don't have to. Number nine, your morning starts off your day. Now, all of you know that I'm very into my morning routine way more than my night routine. So I'm not going to harp on this too much, but literally mornings, having a steady, good morning routine literally changed my life. It made me feel so much better. So highly recommend you to invest in that morning routine. Um, I love to wake up, take a sip of water. I don't, you notice how some people like chug water in the morning? Yeah, that's not me. I don't feel like that's healthy, number one, because your body literally just woke up. So we're going to take a step back from that. I take some sips of water throughout the morning and then I slowly increase it so I don't like break out the body. Um, I love to journal, read the Bible, um, you know, do a little bit of light skincare, go downstairs, do my workout. Unless it's a rest day, then I'll just like stretch. I love to walk, you know, come back, do like a rinse off, do my makeup and just get ready, have a good breakfast. Like those are typical my morning routine typically. And I just I love my morning routine and I don't want to change it because it works for me. And then number 10, invest in yourself more. So more time, more money, more education, more therapy just to feel better, perform better, treat others better, etc. So my entire last episode from last week talked about this. So if you want more in-depth, definitely go and listen to that. But pretty much investing in myself more, you know, getting my nails done, spending more time, reading, um, not being scared to spend some time, spend some money on a, you know, really expensive piece of clothing that I know will last me forever. Like those little investments over time will pay off. Whether it's like actual monetary value or you just feel so much better and it's worth it. Number 11, habits are the driver of your car. So building healthy habits is extremely important. Things like exercise and eating nutritious meals are very important for a healthy and wellness life. Um, Sleeping enough, things like that. They're really important habits. And These habits are hard to build. I can grant you that. But I think if you spend just a little bit of time, um, you know, just taking away one habit at a time, habit stacking too, um, then you eventually can really build yourself a very successful life because habits are the driver of your life. Um, Some people are like, well, I never am able to work out because I don't have a habit. You need to have like a specific time that you always work out. Same with like just anything. You need to have a good routine a good habit going obviously once in a while you know you get sick you can't work out that's okay or you know you go um on vacation and you can't really eat your normal meals and do what you normally do that's okay but once you come back you have that routine right so get back to it number 12 emotions don't make you weak so over the past year i learned that i'm like a very angry person i think i have so much anger locked in me for the past two years of being numb eating disorder that's why I was numb that I like impulsating anger 
all the time and I'm trying to like control it and it's getting difficult and I'm also like crying a lot more and I'm oversharing and I'm a lot more vulnerable to people so there's pros and cons to this but like I'm just allowing this to go I feel like it's a phase because I didn't really have emotion for two years um and so I'm just telling you now like you're allowed to show emotion you're allowed to be vulnerable you're allowed to feel okay like don't be scared to just feel that emotion number 13 just try so this is kind of like the attitude i approached my college applications with is i have a pretty good sense of where i'm gonna go but i'm gonna just try some random colleges and see what how like that's gonna you know you never know what's gonna happen and i think the right doors will open to you Obviously, most of my colleges were very, like, passionate choices, but there were a couple that I threw in there for fun to see what would happen. Um, what if I get an acceptance? What if I get a scholarship, you know? And I think that's why you need to approach kind of life at, like, um, there's this one cheesy quote, but um, it's kind of like an equestrian horseback riding quote, but I think it could be, like, any person quote. Um, it's like someone asking, what if I fall? And the response is, but what if you fly, you know? So just try something. If you fail, you can get back up. Um, nothing is really set in stone in this world. And that's also kind of like a little bonus lesson. So just try. Number 14, slow down sometimes. So life is extremely overwhelming. And I think, I think this is something that I can really get caught up in is I am so fast-paced and I love being fast-paced but sometimes I don't even slow down and enjoy like my birthday or the beautiful autumn leaves or the flowers you know I'm just so go 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 so for me it's important to just slow down take a deep breath calm down um one of the ways that I'm trying to fix it is by meditation so I'm trying to meditate twice a day and so far I've stuck with this habit for a couple days um I was able to get headspace um the premium paid version and I got it for really cheap I think it was like 10 bucks a year instead of 70 um because I'm a student so you do a r incredible student discount on headspace um and so I'm just using that for meditation purposes to wind down before I go to sleep to wake up and um, right now, I've only done, like, the three and the five-minute meditations, um, but I definitely want to try out, like, a ten-minute one and see how that goes. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow, like, on my actual birthday. I don't know. Number 15 is count your blessings. So, so many people talk about gratitude and how gratitude is good, and I totally agree with them. I think being more grateful is forcing your mind, and again, kind of back to, like, the first lesson is, like, your thoughts create your reality is you're forcing yourself to view the positive in the world instead of the negative. And naming some things that like you are grateful for can really help build this skill of looking in the positive for every single day, even the horrible days. Like when I was sick, I was sick. You don't understand. Like I was laying in bed, pulsing headache, couldn't, I was, I was reading and doing homework and watching movies, but like I was having a pulsing headache and I would have to shut my eyes every like, 10 minutes because my headache would get so bad and my eyes would hurt so bad that I was like literally crying like tears were coming out even though I wasn't like actually sad so it was just like I was a train wreck okay but in my journal I for sure wrote the three things I'm grateful for 
And I wrote, like, I'm actually going to go look at this. Okay, I wrote, I'm grateful for my body when it's healthy or not. I'm grateful for being able to rest and not having classes. Because that day, um, for some reason, classes were, like, canceled. So that was, like, a bonus because I didn't actually have to skip classes. They were just canceled. And then the last one is I'm grateful just for my bed. So I think you, like, I was so grateful even though it was a pretty crap day. So, you know, just be grateful. Number 16 is your spiritual, mental, and physical well-being are interconnected. So if you listened to any of my previous episodes, which you should, by the way, you learned that I believe that wellness incorporates three things, which is the physical, mental, and spiritual health. I believe it's very important to have a faith. I'm Christian. If you don't know, I do believe in Jesus and he really helped me um, through my eating disorder journey. And, you know, I believe is real. Um, you can do your own research. Um, mental health is obviously very important. I talk about therapy and, you know, physical well-being. So still working out and eating healthy, like those are all interconnected. And um, forgoing one of these isn't really true wellness because, you know, if you don't focus on your spiritual health, eventually your physical or mental health will break. If you don't focus on your mental health, eventually your physical and spiritual health will break. So all three of those need to be very strong. I kind of think like, obviously like a three-legged chair, it doesn't work. Um, but I'm trying to think of like something that has three. Um, like a pyramid. Pyramids are extremely strong. But if one of the sides isn't there, it ain't a pyri- pyramid and it's gonna fall down. So you need your pyramid. Number 17, plan for your future, but also be flexible. I think I learned um, this, that throughout high school, that like I planned one thing and now I'm going to another thing and I'm kind of looking at other things. And it's like, I'm a very planned type A personality, but I learned to be flexible because the world is constantly changing. So, um, and a lot of times I think I was listening to a podcast. I think this was the 80-20 podcast. um, And she was talking about how, you know, when, you know, employers ask for your like, where do you see yourself in five years? And she thought it was like not a good question because like eventually like your five-year trajectory changes. It changes, And I totally believe in that. Um, You know, I have a five-year plan, but that five-year plan could change. So, and I'll let it because the, my life will fall into place eventually. And finally, I hope I didn't bore you out too much. Number 18 is success is a lonely road. Um, I was having a really deep conversation with one of my friends and he was saying that like, you know, Alana, I'm focusing a lot on like my sport. I'm focusing a lot on school and work. And a lot of my friends don't really want to hang out with me. And I said, yeah, buddy, that's you just on the success road. And the success road is long and it's lonely, but there are other people on also the success road. You will find like-minded people. So just keep at it. Obviously, don't cut out all your friends, but like if they don't want to hang out with you because your lifestyle doesn't match theirs, I think it's okay to drop, to like phase them out of your life, you know? Um, And you will find new friends that really fit your lifestyle and fit um, who you want to be as a person because you are who you surround yourself with. So um, get comfortable being alone, but know that you will meet people on that very lonely road because you're not alone. There are other people out there that do want to succeed just like you. Okay, so I hope you actually enjoyed this episode. It was very exciting to film this. Again, I apologize if I sound a little stuffy. Still getting over a cold. Um, 
Next week's episode is actually healthy habits I do when I'm under the weather to recover fast because it's only been a few days and I'm already back to my normal grooving and moving of my life. Um, So I have some little wellness tips that actually I feel like make you recover faster from any sickness. Um, But yeah, make sure to like this podcast, share it with some friends, post it on your story, um, and tag me so then I can repost you. Um, follow this podcast and also check out my socials. So it's at wellnesswlana on Instagram as well as TikTok. And if you want, wish me a happy birthday if you're listening to this um, because, you know, it's my birthday. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.